0: Hi Mike. Hi Kelly. How are you this week? Doing well. <laughs> Good.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, What's so funny about that? I
0: don't know, I don't know. Um listen, our next song that we're talking about is track number five?
1: Five, yep.
0: Five, and it's called Unwinds. Do you ever walk around and you have something in your brain? And it's not one of those things where you have this earworm or this little thing that's happening. It's, it, it, every once in a while you'll get this idea in your brain that you have to do something with. It, it just will keep going on. And unfortunately, the thing that kept, or fortunately, that kept going on for me in my brain was this thing. Oh, wow. And it was really hard and sharp, and I would just walk around. Can you imagine walking through the grocery store and just having that going through your brain? It was very unpleasant. It really was. And that literally is when I showed up at Candyland. I don't know what. We were just going to do some stuff or work on stuff. But when I showed up at Candyland, that's literally what I said. We have to do this. And I sung it to you because I didn't know how to play it on guitar. I didn't hadn't gone that far. I just kind of regurgitated the idea out into in candyland space. and you you figured out where to put those and to make them the most abrasive and the most what it sounded like in my brain, which is great. and And really, from there, we just worked that song up.
1: Yeah, that's right. It did start, you you explained that there was like this, a knife in your ear kind of, and that the, the guitar was kind of like that. So the only thing I could think was it must be some sort of a, the way you sang and it was a kind of a, be, kind of like a metal bend, you know, which was so hard because I don't, you know, I'm not like a stuntman <laughs> on a guitar. I don't know the notes and where the your fingers are supposed to go. Right. Or how to make like you know yeah that kind of stuff dive bombs and horse whinnies and all those uh, Gallop and Franks or whatever the guitar <laughs> tricks are called that people do and
0: is that yeah. actually real things that you're talking about
1: I hope so but that was a bunch of tracks that was on a that was on a Les Paul distorted and we did like a lot of layers right
0: yeah because if you only did one it would be too uh, piercing it would not be thick enough and annoying enough At the same time, the other thing that I really liked uh, is oh, I was thinking about playing an ebow on it. I was I had a bass on at the time. I tried to use the ebow on the bass, but the because the ebow is meant to sit on a top of a string, the bass string was too wide.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As I was trying to play it, it it kept making all this fantastic really high-pitched squealy things
1: yeah because it's not really probably vibrating and it's stopping itself and just picking up a squeal and yeah for anyone that's never seen an ebo or, or used one it's a really small plastic device that you hold in your hand it looks almost like something that would be on star Trek. you know it's kind of shaped like the little star Trek emblem and it has a little groove in it that you kind of position it over the string that you're going to fret. And the settings on the Ebo, there's a switch that makes it, I guess, I don't know if there's a magnet in there, but it causes the string to vibrate a little bit. And it can either do it slowly or quickly based on the kind of pitch or the fervor with which you want to work that note. It really sounded like some sort of, uh, you know, mid-air seabird orgy <laughs> by the time it was all done. You <laughs> know, blood and feathers and (laughs) just beaks peck away is how it sounded to me when it was all finished
0: it's true so i remember that we um and of course we worked back backwards from it so the first thing and
1: on a a multi-track recorder not in a computer so nothing was getting slid around oh god no! nothing was getting copy pasted
0: that's right yeah Yeah. i forgot you know it's funny to even try you know the idea you have to mention that nowadays, but yeah, it's true. I mean, that's how it was laid down, and we worked backwards from that. But then we got to the drums. It's like, right, there it, it has to answer the seabird's call, right? You know, and at that time, we weren't working with drummers. Was this the first time that we called in a, a stunt drummer other than uh, Christian, I think, other than Christian, who didn't even live in the state?
1: Yeah, this was the first the first other time
0: <laughs> so who did we call in
1: i think we called in either jerry durr or ian
0: yeah so we got jerry durr in there now how do you know jerry durr
1: i met jerry years ago from his bands autumn rising and Theraphosa or t blondi they were called Theraphosa. Theraphosa blondi it's like a spider that eats birds oh And so I hadn't known Jerry very long, but then I was on a trip in the Dominican Republic and I met this peddler who was trying to sell me a giant spider between two thin panes of glass. And they're like as big as your hand, you know? And I talked him down to like, I don't know, five or six dollars for it. And then I thought, you know what? I probably won't even be able to get this on a plane. There's probably something illegal going on here. Mm -hmm. But I was going to get it as a gift for Jerry just because I knew that his band was named after the guitarist in the band Steve, the singer, he was real into spiders and he used to have a pet spider and so they finally got to name a band after a spider but yeah, look it up, it's a pretty crazy spider it's real freaky and it eats birds I don't like spiders well you definitely won't like this yeah, I don't like them it eats animals
0: yeah, I I don't mind uh, snakes I don't like spiders
1: it could eat a snake
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I definitely. I don't like that one. And and you said one of the best
1: ant- ba- bands or albums? Albums of all time. Yeah. What's the band or the album called? I can't remember what it's called. It was the last one they did, and they broke up. Oh, really? And Steve, Steve got full time into spider farming or something and disappeared. Really? No. <laughs> that is not true. I don't know what he does. <laughs> If he if, if, just let me get the information out there. It's a fantastic story until you <laughs> question the credibility of it. And then it unravels. So, okay. yeah, now now it's just a big hanging question mark for the listener. We don't know what he does now.
0: Okay, so that's Jerry Durr. Uh, didn't he break the drum?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Did he just break the head or he broke the, like...
1: I think he split the kick drum head and broke the floor tom head. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he probably needs a hobby or some sort of outlet.
0: <laughs> it sounded really good. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. But uh, we needed more drums. Need uh, more. Yeah. So that's when I got, uh, I asked uh, Dropbox Ian from the Motel Beds, which is a band in Dayton, Ohio, which I quite like. They're great and great people. And um, so Ian, the drummer, came down. And uh, he did, um, you know, a couple passes of, of drums as well. And so, hey, let me pause right here and play a song called Tropics of the Sand. It's by the Motel Beds, and I joined them and sang on it with them. And uh, you can find the song, I think, on their band camp and, and stuff, or order it from them on their website. They're called the Motel Beds, and the song is called Tropics of the Sand.
1: Yeah, we, and then we ended up just kind of like then taking the drums and trying to kind of write part between the two different drummers who weren't – nobody was there on the same day, Mm-mm. you know. And they Mm-mm. didn't play to each other. No. We let them play to those seagulls. <laughs> and then we then we created a bus of different drums that we liked – and fed those back out into the room into a guitar amplifier and distorted them.
0: Oh, nice, yeah. And then
1: we mic'd that, and then we brought that back in and mixed that in with the dry signal. That's right, that's right. And then to find different placements for the drum sounds, it was a combination of dry acoustic drums, amplifier distorted drums, maybe like create another kind of grouping feed from an aux- auxiliary send into like a, a guitar tube preamp or something to kind of get a blown out sound, bring that back in to another track of tape, mm-hmm. mix that, you know what I mean? It was a lot of kind of, uh, yeah, trying to figure out what the sonic characteristics of the song would be. Mm-hmm. Then you had some words. Let's talk about the words yeah. and the melody. Okay, yeah. What what's going on with the words? What's this one about?
0: It turned into, for me, a study in tension.
1: Well, you you say the word Galileo, right? Why was, the, were you thinking of Galileo, or just like the syllables? Because well, it's a strange word to put in a song.
0: It is, you know, the idea of this. What what is stopping? And I'm using my finger here for for people who can't see don't this
1: have, don't have fingers
0: don't <laughs> this idea of um, what is this idea that you know the rumor that we all that that the planets orbit the Sun and that what is that thin line between staying within orbit or blowing out of orbit you know what you know every we need that tension to keep us in that what would happen if it just... Unwound. If everything just said, oh, you know, just relaxed and just and just rolled out like a bowling ball going down a lane, and you know, oh, here, here's a planet, zoom, you know. I don't know. That. That's what I was thinking about.
1: Well, I like it more now. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm gonna play it. This is track five on Ignite the Rest. It's called Unwinds. But stick around because we're going to talk about track six right after that.
1: So, yeah, flies. one of those ones where, you know, there's something about it that I really like. It really is t- just sort of like feeling its way around. It's not a, you know, proper, like fully worked up song that you present as a band kind of. It's mm-hmm. like a, a sketch, you know, like, a, yeah, it's just, just a piece of music. Yeah. It's, com- it's compelling enough, I think, to listen to.
0: Um, and that was something that's was recorded on that, at my DP DPS-8 again, where it's just, it literally is trying to capture mood more than trying to, you know, really, it's instead of writing a song, writing an emotion, you know. And I think it did that really well. So now I'm going to play Flies. I will talk to you later. All right. Okay, bye, Mike.
1: (laughs) All right, see you later.